This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. He looks like he works out, right? I think he... <laughs> I would hope so. <laughs> I, I mean, if you just wake up like that, I need, I need that, right? Oh, I, I'm going to sue. I don't know who I'm going to see. If that's just uh, an option and I have to wake up and look like this every day, I'm furious. If, if some people are just waking up looking like that specifically and this is what I get, yeah, someone's getting a talking to. The Mercy Podcast is over. Now we're back to our regularly scheduled program. Steve Smith Sr. here with... Should I call you Edward or Coley? I'm trying to whatever whatever you're comfortable with. I'm good with either. No, I don't want you calling me Stevon. <laughs> <laughs> Coley, let's get to it. Let's start off. We already did yesterday's podcast about the Carolina Panthers. Let's start off with your guy, Bailey. Say his name. Bailey Zappy. Yeah. The zap is on flap. You all smiling. You teasing. <clears throat> I mean, this is this is why so many people love sports. You get this kid, fourth round pick, Western Kentucky was at Houston Baptist before that, making it in the bigs, getting his first start at home, and pitching the shutout. At seventeen for twenty one should have been eighteen for twenty one if 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 Aguilar's hands were a little weren't so cold, got a little bit more flex in them, and he Aguilar was struggling right now. Yeah. He's he's had he's he's had a few uh, he's had a few mistakes. He's he's starting to he's starting to a little bit digress. I thought he you know he did really good in Vegas. Uh, really showed me some things. I was like, oh man, you know he's making he's making that jump that leap, and he's di- digressing a little bit. He was solid last year too. It wasn't like we were setting the world on fire throwing the ball, but he was solid. Yeah. No, <laughs> no. Um. But yeah, I'm I'm happy for the kid and and right now is there a quarterback controversy? I don't know what the controversy is. One of these guys is playing a lot more confidently than the other. And when seems I look like at the, it seems like the defense also has a little bit of pep in their step as well. Well, we talked about the Carolina defense, right? And how as the game goes on, they get more and more tired because the offense would go three and out and they're right back on the field. We've been seeing that with the Patriots when when Mac's been under center. There have been some drives that have stalled out too quick. Defense has to get back on the field. I think the Patriots have an elite defense, but if you're on the field for 45, 50 minutes, there's only so much elite you can be. Um, so with Zappy, he's moving the ball. I can't remember punting on Sunday. Uh, I feel like we must have, but I, I certainly don't remember it. 
we were on the, the offense was moving the ball. It wasn't always seven points, but we were getting points at the end of these drives. Um, and he, he doesn't seem like a rookie. Like he's, he's not trying to make things complicated. He's, he's hitting his first, second read. If it's there, good. Aiden Hutchinson had a, a clean shot at him. He spun out of that and, and picked oh, up positive he, yards. He dead legged a few guys. I, yeah. I've, I've been really impressed, impressed with him. Now, be, because he's not playing like a rookie, at some point he will reveal that he's a rookie. He will do something rookie like that. We just, you, you know, we just got to have patience with. How, how are how are Patriots fans uh, gonna respond when, at some point, you have that letdown? When Buffalo comes to town, uh, when you have a big game, when when you have to play Baltimore, when it's one of those games that. All of a sudden, the expectation and the reality of he's still a young quarterback that um, he's 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 gonna learn some things uh, and is gonna be at the expense uh, of everybody's um, HD point of view in the stands. So right now, Patriots fans are pretty split in general. There are some people who are like, "Stop it! It's Max' job. The second he's healthy." And then there's Ooh. other people who are like. Let the kid spin it. If if he's going to play like this, what's what has Mac earned to get his job mm-hmm. back to him? Um, and I, I I am trying to balance out what Mac did last year with how he's looked this year because it does look like he's taking a step back. I don't know if that's yes, health related. I know he had back issues before the ankle problem, but a lot of people when Mac was struggling, they weren't pointing to the issues. They're pointing to the play calling. Now. If if that were the problem, it's the same play caller with Zappy. Yeah, it is. offense doesn't look as it's not stalling out. If it's so, if it's the play calling, Zappy he's had less time with these play callers. He seems he seems to be able to maneuver his way around it. Yeah. So and- so that leads me to transitioning to what's which. What do you? What is the difference between Mac Jones, Zappy, Cooper Rush, Dak Prescott? Outside the contract, that was exactly where I was going to go. I was going to say Dak's got a lot of money coming his way. Everybody says contract, right? Everybody always says the contract thing, and 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 I agree. It's hard to. It's hard to have whatever that number is sitting on a bench, but it's also you 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 walk into SoFi Stadium. Uh, yes, the Rams are struggling. Yes, the Rams are not scoring twenty at you know below twenty points a game. But that doesn't mean that that's going to guarantee that you are going to put up the performance offensively and defensively against the Los Angeles Rams like we just saw uh, Sunday? Yeah, I mean, Cooper Rush is playing well. Uh, And he's – I won't even say he's taking – like, he's slinging it. He's taking risks. He's (laughs) – he doesn't have a fear in the world. He's like, this may be my only shot. I'm going to go out my way, which I respect tremendously. I think the contract is the big part of it. You even see it with their running backs. 
they they feed Zeke when it looks like Pollard might be the more explosive back. Um, yeah. And it, that comes down to contracts. So it's like yeah. with in New England, it's Mac Jones was the first round pick last year. Uh, mm. And I think a lot of teams will see if it's Belichick. They asked him on radio if there's a quarterback controversy. And he said, I'm not going to get into hypotheticals. Wasn't exactly a ringing endorsement that it's Mac's job the second he gets back. I think he'll play whoever's better and not really be too prideful about it. First round pick, fourth round pick, any of that. With uh, with with Jerry, uh, out in Jerry's world, uh, he said he'd welcome a quarterback controversy because it's, it's a good problem to have. I don't necessarily yeah. disagree with that point, but... I think it's a great I think it's a great point and I also think it's an area where the Baltimore Ravens have done a fantastic job of this is sometimes you have a player who maybe is undrafted or a player that's an ex- extremely late round draft pick and all of a sudden he plays well he shows the promise he goes on to a uh, goes on to get paid by another team and then they get a compensatory pick later on and all of a sudden they start to stockpile and you know, Matt Judon is one of those players from a content, compensatory pick from a small school. He moves on. But then also, too, they help create, you know, Matt Judon. And Matt Judon also assisted himself by being an exceptional uh, sponge and wanted to learn and became a dynamic football player. And watching him now, he's I believe he's no different mentally than he was, you know, his rookie year um, in, in, in Baltimore with me. You got, I, I was there with Matt, uh, I was there with Matt Judon, watching him play. And then another guy, Zadarius Smith as well. Mm-hmm. Right. Again, two guys who were not highly touted coming out, but yet impacting the game and, and, and really high price free agents and making impacts uh, on, on, on their teams. Yeah, I love Judon. We had uh, Judon had a strip sack, and Kyle Duggar returned it for a touchdown. Yeah, and it's yep. so seeing two D two guys in a league full of five stars stripping a first overall pick and taking it back to the house is that's beautiful to see. Yeah, what do you think about the Detroit Lions? Offensively, they're putting up huge numbers. Um. I think you guys did a really good job of pu- applying pressure. That's one of the areas that Jared Goff struggles in. Well, any quarterback really, right? I, yeah. I've never seen any quarterback under duress, like, thrive. They love yeah. it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the defense for the Lions, I love Aaron Glenn, and this is aging me. I played against Aaron Glenn. Uh, he's a very savvy, smart defensive player Um, but the defense usually second half of the game starts to collapse it seemed like the defense started to collapse immediately going against the New England Patriots yeah they it felt like there was a stretch where every play after was a big well (laughs) not even not only that but it was like it was a big play, and multiple lions were being like carted off the field. Yeah, um, injuries so. or like even I just noticed like mistakes. Yeah, like you know guys running open. Um, you know guys thinking his zone and his man thinking his his it, it, man and zone. Just a lot of 
a lot of mental errors from a defense. A lot of Detroit fans, are, I don't believe it. I know I'm not believing it. Uh, you know, they'll be Detroit like usual. And for some reason, I, I don't believe that Detroit is going to beat Detroit anymore. I think they are. I think they do. And I've been very critical of, of Dan Campbell. I think Dan Campbell is a good motivator. I think he understands what's going on. He hired a new office coordinator. I think it's what Ben Johnson. Now new office coordinator is doing great job. But they just are lacking a little bit. They have the defensive talent. I'm not sure the defensive talent and the defensive scheme is really aligned uh, and really going in the right direction. Yeah, when when Campbell got there and he was preaching how they wanted to play defense, and he was talking about biting guys' kneecaps and and yeah. winning fights. Ramondre Stevenson, 25 rushes, 161 yards. You know what I mean? We can talk about Zappi carving them up efficiently, not necessarily taking deep shots, but just kind of walking down the field on them. When when the backup running back put, puts up seven yards of carry on you, like that's that to me is a bigger red flag than your secondary broke down. You're not getting home to the quarterback. Like you just you just let the Patriots impose your, their will on you, and then that's a Patriots Sometimes offensive happens, for Sometimes sure. That- Sometimes you sometimes you sometimes you wake up and you have all in you have all intentions of giving up a good fight, but sometimes it just doesn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. And it to me though, it's like Okuda's looked better this year. We saw him against Justin Jefferson earlier this year, did a great job. He was a little banged up. Yeah. He was a little banged up on Sunday. Um, Jacoby Myers, I think that's what you're talking about on his touchdown. It looked like there was some miscommunication, whether they were in man or zone, because he was as open <laughs> as open as you are right now. There was as many defenders by him as there are you right now. Um, and yeah, they're both neither of their lines. I their their offensive line was top ten coming into the game in in uh, rushing and passing uh, blocking. Yeah. And Jared Goff was running for his life. We only got two sacks, but he was but he, was he was running for duress. his life. Yeah, <laughs> all game. He was under. He was he was under duress. Let's go through our picks. Top three mm-hmm. picks. You know, I'll run through mine. I'm not going to give analysis. I'll just run through it, and you run through yours. And and okay, you know, close eyes. Pick pick a game to talk about. So go for me is Philly, Arizona. I thought that was a good game. Silver uh, has to be Dallas and the Rams. And then bronze, Atlanta and Tampa Bay. Wow. Yeah, that's my bronze. Certainly something we have to talk about there. Um, yeah. But so my golds, and I yes. think this is this is a big difference between player and fan. My gold is Seahawks at Saints. Because that game was chaos. Uh, my silver was Giants at Packers. Well, Giants, Packers in London. And my bronze was Eagles at Cardinals. Okay. All right. What was it? What was what was it for the Saints and and, and Seahawks? I mean that game. Yeah. <laughs> for for watching the whole league this year, we've we've completed five weeks. Scoring touchdowns has been a. a 
a, a pandemic on, against the league this year. People are, <laughs> people are not scoring touchdowns. And I've, I've got a little rant prepared about coaches and how they're trying to make the game more difficult than it needs to be. Um, but well, that's, that, that's coaches. Huh? That's coaches. They make it, it, they make it more difficult than it needs to be. Yep. And it's it's never been more obvious than watching it. The McDaniels <laughs> last night, let's go for two. We can tie the game right here with an extra point. Nah, let's go for two. What? What's going on here? So for to see uh, Dennis Allen just be like, you know what? Taysom, go do whatever you want out there. We're going to score as many touchdowns with you as possible. Gino. Gino's dropping the bucket. He's getting Tyler Lockett. He's getting DK Metcalf. DK on his touchdown, the – the, the Saints defense approached him like he had a knife on him or something. They they they, they went they went up to him very meekly, which was like, <laughs> not what I ever expect to see. They they didn't want any problems. Um, so that yeah, that game. Every time I checked, it was like, oh yeah, the Seahawks have the ball. How, when did the Saints score again? Well, how does the scoreboard keep going? It was like it was like by pulling the 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 handle at Vegas uh, <laughs> yeah. on the slot machine, like the the you scoreboard kept spinning. Why? Andy Dalton, Ray Rocket, Ray Rocket. And, and, you know, I, I said it. Uh, I said it on Thursday night. Andy Dalton will help this team more than Jameis Winston. When Jameis Winston gets emotional, when Jameis, Jameis Winston, uh, just hearing the type of person Jameis Winston is, and knowing some stuff about Jameis Winston when he was in New Orleans at the same time and he got he had the opportunity to watch and observe uh Drew Brees. Man, he wants to be Drew, he wants to have the same impact on the game as Drew Brees. And so he does not want to take what the defense gives him. He wants to shot play. He wants to he wants to dub. He he wants so badly to prove that what happened in Tampa Bay is not who he is. And so he tries too hard. Mm-hmm. And because he tries too hard, he's a liability for uh, your, off- your offense. He will try to put the ball in areas that you do not put the ball in. He, he You can you – can, if they have a play where it's a chunk play going deep, you can lead a flat defender wide open. He is not looking at that flat defender. He mm-hmm. is going downtown. Now, Andy Dalton, on the other hand, you could put all the f- defenders down there at the flat defender, leave the chunk play open. That man is going short to intermediate. He is not going deep. That's just not his, that's not his deal. And that's just that's not who he is. And I think with Dennis Allen and this Saints uh, team and also the lack of receivers when uh, Chris Olave, that great catch and gets injured, uh, Michael Thomas, who knows, you know, I just think the wear and tear, the, the physicality of the way he plays receiver, it's just it's, it's kind of like a, a quarterback that's uh, constantly running in his later years. It starts to break him down. I, I'm not sure how much longer Michael Thomas will be able uh, to play his type of football the way he plays and it not, and it, um, him not being always available. Mm-hmm. He's a, he's a big, he's a 
big, he's a big burly guy. He plays, um, he kind of reminds me of, in just piecing it together, New Orleans. So he's in New Orleans. There's another player that's in LA that used to be in New Orleans. Say, he reminds me of Anthony Davis. Interesting. Right? That he's a big guy that has all the attributes, but his body cannot sustain the, phys- the physical play of what his position requires. That's how I see Michael Thomas. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely AD. So, yeah, I, yeah. Yeah. But, but, AD, just like Michael Thomas, will have a triple-double. Oh, yeah. Quietly. Like, I watched AD one time play basketball against the Charlotte Hornets and quietly had, like, 25 points, 10 blocks. Yeah. (laughs) 13 (laughs) rebounds. And it was, like, beginning of the third quarter. Yeah, barely breaking a sweat. Yes. (laughs) And Michael Thomas is one of those guys people have forgotten. He caught 100 and something passes. A couple of years ago, a hundred and something more passes, and he run away from people. Just how he plays, and then he's had he sustained some of these injuries. I just think it's wearing him down. I think his body just can't turn it over, and he's playing on turf every week too. I was about to ask how how much is that attributed oh, to the turf? Oh my gosh, you play on turf, your back's hurting. I, I, every time I played on turf, I, I woke up the next day, back, lower back inflamed, like hurting. Like It was like I worked for a moving company all day yesterday. Why? Why? The fire cabinets and uh, bunk beds. That's what. <laughs> Solo, yeah. yeah. Yes. And the file cabinets have files in them. <laughs> <laughs> they put rocks and bricks in there, too, just to weigh them down. Why? Why are so many owners against grass? Like what? Like for one, for one, it has to do with uh, the maintenance of the grass and the revenue generated from the facility being used in the other days. Concerts and everything. Concerts and all that stuff that goes on. And so it's just... It, it, when you have grass, you spend so much money on the maintenance. You know, when you have a concert, normally they just throw the, they throw the, uh, they throw a, a whole bunch of plywood on there yeah. and they cover it up and bang, you got a stage and all that stuff. You can't do that when you have natural grass. It just doesn't work out. Isn't it, the Cardinals have natural grass, but they can like move it they in will, and out of the yeah, stadium. They, they, right? will, they will in and out. Vegas is the same way. They will it in and out. It's on uh it's on crates. Uh Houston, I believe, was the first team that did it. Houston it grass like, isn't good either. Oh, I'm sure. It's real, it's real thin. It's uh Houston got that uh Houston got that baby hair grass. <laughs> it looks like my head, yeah. Uh, <laughs> the uh if I'm an owner though, it's like I get all that. To me, the cost of maintaining grass has to be cheaper than paying my like fifteen million dollar wide receiver to sit on IR all year. You know what I mean? Like, I don't have those problems, so I'm not sure. Right. I, I but I do know, I do know this. It's uh, I heard that when you have artificial turf, right? You know these uh, you know when the soccer teams come, yeah, yeah they don't do artificial. 
So they are required. I think it's in the contract. They're required. The 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 uh, when these teams come over, they require to put real grass on top of it. Mm-hmm. Now, I heard little birdie told me, I think it's about half a million dollars just to roll out the natural grass on top of the artificial grass for international soccer games. So they must be making four or five X that if they're willing to do it. Well, I heard that they, they didn't know that that was the requirement. <laughs> <laughs> the bill came in. Huh? What? <laughs> what? Who? <laughs> oh. Yeah, it was half a million, half a million dollars. I know the Patriots just switched their type of surface because the World Cup in, I guess, because, four years from now. Yes, because the world they will not play on artificial. They won't do it. It's in a, I believe that they do it in a contract. So it's smart. So, but it's a lot of money. So think about it. So if it takes that, so every week, right, when we had natural gas in Carolina, I would see it. We play on Sunday, come in on Monday. And you will see the uh, Monday and Tuesday, you see the, the, just the crates and the pallets of grass that's there to replace the middle Yeah. every week after a home game. So it, it, it's pretty, it's pretty constant and consistent. So I, I don't know. That's, 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 that, that's the price of doing business, I, I guess, but it's, it's a huge price. I believe that's what they say. Um, what, uh, talk to me about this Eagles at Cardinals game, Kyler, Kyler still leaving you wanting more. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought the game was pretty good. Um, surprisingly the Cardinals being ranked fifth and stopping a run. I really love the Eagles maintaining, staying diligent to running the ball, even though at times it was, you know, it was a cloud of dust. They stayed running it and Miles Sanders did not have the breakout runs that he usually has. He only had like one or two mm-hmm. explosive runs. And I was just impressed with the Eagles staying with the run. And that's so much that helped them so much in the game. I was also impressed with Arizona. Arizona staying in that game. Um man, break down this. I'm not I I thought it was overblown, but now it keeps coming up. And then I saw a video last night, October 28th. There's a new <laughs> Call of Duty Modern Warfare. What? Tell me, because I don't know. I, I don't know what this whole video game and Kyler thing is. So t- t- talk, break it down for me, because I have no understanding of this. Kyler is a gamer. Like a, 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 lot, of, a lot of these kids coming to the league now are. Someone in the offseason did a, a deep dive on so with Call of Duty, they'll have certain weekends where you get like double bonus points for playing. So you get points for playing certain weekends when they think either the game has has lost interest with people. They'll they'll dangle a little carrot to come get you to come back and play more um, and get you rehooked on the game. Um, and so he, someone did the did the math on when when Call of Duty has these double point weekends. He is much worse at professional football, though. My lovely wife, Angie, she calls that screen time. When you have more screen time, it scrambles your brain. It makes you, you we notice it in our, in, in, in Deuce. 
He's more irritable. His attention span is a little bit less. He just doesn't. He is uh, cause she homeschooled. She's uh, shout out to Angie. She's a pretty good homeschooler. Um, and he just doesn't. His is uh, we see the screen time, and the homeschooling seems to go a little bit off track at times. So I, I do understand the screen time, what it does. And Call of Duty pretty much releases a game, a new game every year. Um, so it, it comes this year. It's the 28th, like you were saying. I saw, that. I, I, I saw the commercial actually last night when I was uh, I was catching up on. I was looking at a highlight or something, and then that came. And then it came up. I was like, hmm. And then I was watching. I remember the side note. I wrote it in my notes that. Um, who is that? Meyer, Chris Myers was mentioning Kyler and uh, Jalen Hurts play Madden and Call of Duty during the week together. That they've been friends for a while, so they said yeah. they play video games together. So I was trying to figure out. I was like, man, I'm just I don't understand it. Like, yeah, I understand the-, the whole the whole big hoopla about Kyler and the video games and how that really is affecting his game and if it's really true. Well, so last year, Cardinals were what, 8-0? 6-0, 8-0? Something like they that? They started off pretty hot. Yeah, I think yeah, they were like and, and then Call of Duty came out. I think they finished the season a game over 500. I think they were... Yeah, they, they, they plateaued. <laughs> yeah, so I think that's what caused someone to initially look into it. And when they went all the way back and kept tracking double XP release, stuff like that. So we'll see. We'll see. what. And this was a double XP weekend um, for double experience points. So this is – Cardinals only put up, what, 17? So who's – maybe if it was last weekend, they win this game. If they had a kicker kicks a field goal, we're talking a different – make the field goal. Are we talking a different story, though? Potentially, yeah, definitely. Um, and it's also – so what did you think about the the slide – uh, at the end of the game, because from what I've what I've read from from Eagles reporters in stadium, it said first down on all yeah. the scoreboards everywhere. Yeah, it so is that on Kyler and Cliff? Are they is should Cl- I mean, obviously I, they didn't have timeout, but I don't think that's on Cliff or Kyler. You get as much yards you can get down. It's also you only had how many seconds left? I think it, I think it was, was 22. 22 seconds left. So do you do you run a risk of you're not aware of the time and and still it's get down get set there's there's so many things that can happen with seconds left on the clock how many times have we seen I mean we were watching the uh, Buffalo Miami game what they did at the end of second half right Kansas City Eric Bieniemy and Patrick Mahomes end of second end of the game end of the half. You don't always you're not always aware of how much time is left on the clock and you don't want to risk it. Right. Especially when you have zero timeouts available. So I, I, I don't really put that on Kyler as far as he slid a a centimeter too early. <laughs> what is he supposed to do? Because no, if he sure. dives forward with the football and then he gets hit fumble, and fumbles. Fumble. Then he's he's been reckless. But is that I guess it would be so that instance specifically wouldn't be on Cliff, but 
would it be for not having a timeout still in that situation? No, it's just the kicker missed a field goal. (laughs) Your kicker missed a field goal. Bottom line. And he missed it pretty horribly. Yeah. It was like, wow. It was like, like, uh, I'm not trying to be funny. You ever play tennis? I've like once or twice, yeah. Okay, so you have once or twice. Have you ever like had, you know, as you're playing recreationally, however you're playing, or pick up a basketball and you have multiple? Yeah. And you hit the first one and it's a good shot, or you pick the wrong one and the ball is like semi-flat. That's mm-hmm. how the kicker kicked the ball. It's like, who gave him the flat ball? <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, that was the wrong ball. <laughs> That's how he kicked it. That's not on Cliff or, or Kyler. For sure. And it's definitely not on double point uh, Call of Duty weekend either. <laughs> not this. Hey, we'll track it. When we get closer to the release of the new one, because you got to, when the new one releases, you got to grind. Yeah, you got to grind <laughs> when it first hey, releases. Luke got a whole bunch of uh, modern people. They got uh, Nicki Minaj. They got the baby. <laughs> A little baby on there. I look, I said, what is this? I was like, oh, I know who they marketing to. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Man, I, I'm going to go straight to the bronze. Okay. Tampa Bay and Atlanta. First of all, Tampa Bay gets out early. Looks like it's going to be – it's not even going to be a football game. Atlanta comes back. You got to respect what Arthur Smith is doing. Arthur Arthur Smith is missing. I, I would say he's a few players away from being a really good team. But this Grady Jackson tackle, hey Grady Jackson, Jarrett. Oh, sorry, Grady Jarrett. No and Chris Jones tackle. These things are ridiculous, man. Body weight. Oh, he tackled it with his body weight. What are you? I've never seen somebody not tackle anybody with their body weight. <laughs> they want like you to when, use a, an Acme Anvil like Wiley Coyote. <laughs> that kind of way. Like that tackle. And I don't know if we got video of it, but I think we do. Yeah. I don't see an issue with this tackle. What I kind of did see, though, out of terrific time, I saw a little spiciness. <laughs> I didn't like that cat. I kind of had his feet up a little bit, like, what the? Watch, so he tackles him. Look at Tom's feet, though. Look at Tom. Yeah. Look, Tom trying to give him a little old okie doke. Hey, you tackle me, but I'm going to trip you because I know you're about to celebrate. (laughs) Great Bear comes in, they run a little stunt, and boom, he tackles him. And Tom is actually still on top of him. So technically, Tom can get up and proceed to throw the football. And so I just noticed that wasn't excessive. No. He didn't even fling him. I would say the tackle on Tua was more egregious than that Tom Brady because Tua was flung, for, like hit, hit the ground. Tom was flung and then he landed on top of Grady and then Grady realized that and finished the play. Right. So you got that. 
Then we got the Chris Jones tackle, which the Chris Jones tackle, he has the fumble, makes the fumble, he tackles him, and they say it's too much body weight because, I mean, Carr is la- Derek Carr is landing there because a big boy hit him, right? But he also fumbled as well, so there's also a, a, a scrum for the fumble. But what's different, though, is we see these two quarterbacks, and yet a mobile quarterback. Let's see the let's see the Lamar Jackson tackle though. And even uh, who 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 was the who's the broadcast? I know it was uh, Chris Collinsworth and Mike Tirico. Mm-hmm. Mike Tirico even mentioned it and was like, "Hey, I saw this earlier. Tom Brady got this flag. What about Lamar Jackson? They seem to be uh, they seem to be referencing this a little bit different. So he's out of the pocket. He spins." That's a that's a toss. Yeah, it's the same same thing as Brady's. Yeah, same exact. To somewhat, the inconsistency with some of this is, you know, I, I I understand and fans will disagree that the referee cost us the game. The referee impacted the game, but you also can't give. Tom Brady and company, almost a 14 to 17 or 21 point lead, and then utilize the next three and a half quarters or, you know, three quarters to to, to get back in the game. You got to take care of business. You got to start off uh, kind of like the, the Dallas Cowboys. You got to start off hot mm. and, and make your quarter, make the quarterback make mistakes early, get them behind, get them off schedule. And that allows you to really impact the game in a way that uh, Dallas was. Dallas took the lead, and they really never looked back. They were always comfortably uh, playing with the Rams. As soon as the Rams felt they got headway, Dallas made another play somehow to kind of really deter the Los Angeles Rams from feeling comfortable. Um, in that game. They never really felt comfortable in that game the whole time. You could tell it almost was really kind of playing, I think, in the Rams' head a little bit. So far, it's starting to be a kind of like the Home Depot Center was for the Chargers where the opposing teams are, are, are showing up better than the home team, and this is the world champs. Yeah, it's a tough scene. There's no... LA fans there just aren't like they try they, they keep trying it this is I mean the Raiders were in LA like I think putting two teams there was a little ambitious uh like immediately um because it immediately split the people who were gonna pick a home team and yeah. I think a lot of people stuck with the Rams they won people like winners but especially against the yeah. Cowboys that's a that's a short flight they're gonna pack that stadium every time I also think the Rams this year was a pivotal place to capture their fan base because they win a Super Bowl, and then now the fans, they you give them a reason to come out, and they're stalling. They're not, you know, Sean McVay is – Sean McVay and Kyle Shanahan, this, this, this type of office is it's on running the football. And Sean McVay is not running the football at all. I don't necessarily think it's Cam Akers is not back to a self, but I don't. I just don't see him getting the opportunities. 
that he was getting his first, his rookie year uh, before the Achilles injury. Yeah, they they don't. It doesn't seem like something they set out to establish. Like they, no, it, it's like they run because they feel like they have to. You know what I mean? Yeah, like they got, they, oh yeah, we got to run. Like I was watching the game. I was watching the game, and uh, what's his name Henderson from Memphis. Yeah. He's I'm watching him on the sideline. My man got his hat, his helmet off. He's sitting in the back, and he's looking up like, I know I ain't getting this game no time soon today. <laughs> Just no run. They're not running the ball at all. Like they could put Henderson back there instead. They're putting 18, the tight end, the wide receiver, the big wide receiver. I, I just, I don't, I don't, I get the fanciness of McVay's offense, but I think sometimes we, he, he gets a little bit too fancy. And I, I think retroactively, Todd Gurley deserves more credit too, because when he was running and winning the offensive player of the year, and this may not have made it into your circles, a lot of fans were just giving McVay that credit. There's, oh, you can put anyone back there. Todd Gurley's nothing special. Anyone else could do this, too. We've seen what their run game's been since Todd Gurley's been out. Uh, it yeah. has not been anything anything exciting. Um, so I, yeah. retroactive respect to Todd Gurley for what he did. I saw multiple times this weekend. I saw it with the Bengals. Uh, so I'll start there with Zach Taylor. You get a pass interference. First and goal from the one. You've got Joe Mixon. You just poured all this money into the offensive line. They run Philly special. They run, uh, which lost them about 17 yards. They <laughs> they run the Andy Reid uh, shovel pass, which made it look so foreign. It looked like uh, Joe Burrow was trying to speak Mandarin. Like, it, it, this was not, like, it looked so smooth. Every quarterback Andy Reid's had makes it look like uh, second nature. It looks so foreign. It looked like he was trying to bu- like ride a bicycle with his hands on the pedals. I don't know what was <laughs> happening. Uh, but you don't – no one wants to just run up and, and eye form, power, anything. Well, I disagree. Okay. The Philadelphia Eagles, they – to get to seven – I think it was either – get to 14, they ran Jalen Hurst like two or three times in a row – Almost like with a wing T, they had a they had a run. They had Jalen Hurst under center on the goal line. They had uh, I think Devontae uh, Smith and AJ Brown, and then a running back r- lined up right behind them, and they all pushed. Yeah, they ran the same play until they got there. They ran inch. Oh nope, let's try to get up another inch. And I found that extremely interesting because you don't normally see teams. That like that's some back in the day type of football. Right. We're on the goal line. You stop us. Everybody's submerging in. Everybody penetrating. And bang. And we're gonna run the football. It, well, they did it. Yep. They did it. The Saints did it when they put. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm blanking on his name. Who's the tight end? Taysom, Taysom. Yeah, Taysom Hill. They put yeah. Taysom Hill, and then they put. I think they're putting D tackles out there, like that kind of yeah. old school. They were like, "We're going to put our biggest eleven people on the field. Do something about it." The Patriots do it. They stick to. We're on the goal line. We're going to run the ball. They used uh, to have one. They have Vrabel doing it. They had oh, uh, yeah. Vince Wilfork doing it. Yeah, and that's so McDaniel's last night going for two instead and of just Shelton, Danny Shelton lined up back oh, there. Yeah. A few times. You see, look at see this football mind. So that. 
that bothers me tremendously when like oh. I do appreciate the coaches that still do it. It feels like we're seeing too much. You're trying to outsmart the game. Like it's it's already it's a complicated game, but it can also be a sim- simple game. I agree. Let's just get our bit like is is there no like if you're on that team, obviously you're a receiver, you want to catch a touchdown. But at some point are you just like, hey man, let's just get the points. Like let's just we're right here. Let's just run it in. No. No. <laughs> No. Yeah, like throw me the ball three times. I'll get it one of them. <laughs> I remember there was one time I got hot. I was fuming when they had lined up. Uh, we had ran a few plays where they put Pep out there to throw him a jump ball. I was hot as fish grease. <laughs> I did not. Li- I did not take kindly to that. Because he's taking your targets, or because you thought it was just a dumb play. Yeah. First of all, he's taking my target, so that means that was a dumb play. <laughs> That's why. Did he catch it? I, what I, happened? I, what happened on the play? I think we attempted to throw it. It doesn't matter. It wasn't about that. It was the fact that he played the end. They didn't try they weren't trying to put me in. <laughs> <laughs> they, they let me play corner. Like when it was jump ball or like the last play, Hail Mary, they didn't let a receiver try to catch the ball. Hey, listen, I've seen that go both ways. I've seen Randy Moss get some interceptions. I've seen Gronk get uh, turned around by the Dolphins. (laughs) So it doesn't always work. It doesn't, but I'm just saying opportunity, man. Right, right, right. I'm I'm all about equal opportunity. (laughs) (laughs) Like if he going to play offense, well, let your boy play a little defense. You coming off the edge would have been very funny. I would have loved to see that. <laughs> yeah. Go to uh, D and you ah, spin move. Ah. But yeah, even out, even outside of the the Zach Taylor on the Bengals specifically, they've got all these weapons, and it's like yeah. they they just do not. Zach Taylor does not know quite how to use them yet. Brandon Staley going for it fourth and two. Browns have no timeouts, <laughs> no timeouts, fourth and two midfield. And if Cade York doesn't miss that field goal, we're talking about Brandon Staley, maybe losing his job. Like that's how bad of a decision that could have been. Yeah, he's, his, his, uh, his gambling is pretty bad. He just, he seems to like, I like that. He likes to gamble. He just doesn't seem to do it when he should, you know what I mean? Like it's, he's making bets. He's a, he's a bad gambler. Yeah. Like he's he's one of those he's gambling the mortgage instead of tax return money. Right? Yeah. Go, yeah. go gamble. <laughs> that is a terrible analogy, but it's so true. Gamble, yeah. gamble the money you're not expecting. Don't gamble the money you need. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. He's right. He's it's like, oh, I found five dollars. Nope. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go put a hundred on black. <laughs> Uh, the McDaniels going for two to take a one point lead. Oh my God. Well, I saw someone put it perfectly last night. If you're going for two with the thought that you probably won't stop Mahomes, what's the difference between a tie game <laughs> and being up one? What's the difference? There's no difference at all. Hey, sometimes, sometimes, sometimes coaches make things so much harder than what it is, they complicate the simplest things. Right. They're like, oh, 
I know what we're gonna do. We're gonna run a wildcat. <laughs> right? And Worked against just, Belichick. So it's gotta work for us too. Yeah. You know, just 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 oh man. All and right. then, well, the last one, the last coaching thing that really stuck out to me. Yeah. Thursday night football. Your game. Oh, oh my gosh. Do you know I nodded off at one point in that game? <laughs> All of America did. <laughs> Listen, we were in the studio watching. They have a big old nice theater. I got to take a picture of that theater one day. Um, and you know how you ask yourself, am I snoring? Am I asleep? <laughs> I found myself. And I heard my, I was sleeping so light, but yet sleeping so heavy. I heard myself, I said, am I snoring? You're stuck between awake and asleep, so you can you can't tell where you are. Well, here's here's the tip. I started drooling. Like, <laughs> that's what I was like. Can't get on my suit. That's a that's a heck of an explanation. No game have I ever watched that was more deserving of a tie. That Hackett just wanted no part of going for it on fourth down. You haven't moved the ball all game. That's why we're in this. Mess. <laughs> that's hey, <man>. why. <laughs> Daniel Haggard said, look, I'm trying to beat traffic, dog. <laughs> someone's winning, someone's losing. I don't care which side I'm on at this point. Like, we're going for it. If we win, great. If we lose, at least it's over. Man. And then he dials up the winning play. Nope. <laughs> no, I'm saying he dialed up the winning play at the, in the oh, end Oh, right. Zone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man. Well, Russell this is Wilson's Russell Wilson, we need to start. We need to get, get it to struggle bus. Need to get a struggle bus logo. He's on the struggle. Russell Wilson's on the struggle bus. Me and Mike Rob were talking about this, and this this is a great um, conversation to have. You know, Russell Wilson has said all these things about what has transpired in Seattle, and he said little things like, "I'm finally, I don't have to support, uh, I don't have to carry the team anymore." Right? Tom Brady has his. Tom Brady has a system in which he's extremely comfortable in. Peyton Manning, everybody knows Peyton Manning had his offense. Mike Robb asked me a question on air. We couldn't get into it. We couldn't get in depth into it. But it, it, it just been sticking in my mind. What does Russell Wilson actually, what is he known for? Like, what did the Denver Broncos actually purchase? when they traded and extended Russell Wilson, what were they getting based on the offense that they're running? The offense that they're attempting to run is on timing. It's on the play action. It's on the run game. They don't have a run game because their running back was hurt. Not anyone's fault. Daniel Hackett did not know when uh, uh, Williams was going to get hurt in the second and third week of the season. He didn't go, yeah, when my running back gets hurt, you know. But this offense is so predicated on the run game, and the run game opens up the chunk plays, and then it's also a timing route. When you look at Russell Wilson, he does not do well with timing routes. That is not his. Russell Wilson is the off-schedule, get, get out in the open, kind of what – the Chicago Bears are attempting to do with Justin Fields where getting him out on the run actually helps him. This offense isn't get on the run 
this offense is, hey, deep, intermediate, check down. Russell Wilson seems to be struggling with it. He does what is what is Russell Wilson other than his off scheduling plays? He's not a tra- he's not a traditional quarterback that has his own offense that he carries with him. So for two hundred, what two hundred, whatever million dollar extension he received, what did they actually get when they extended Russell Wilson? The the Broncos were so sick of. I can't even say mediocrity, bad quarterback play. They thought they could get a proven commodity in there. But they, like you're saying, they didn't really know what the proven commodity was. There's, I think you're starting to see why Seattle wanted to be a run-first team all those years. Um, like Russ is, he's, I feel like he's been trying to shed those early, early Legion of Boom stereotypes where it was like defensive Marshawn. Listen. He's trying to shed it. It's not working. He better he better go get a sewing kit and start sewing it back on because it's it is not working. It is tough football to watch. Because he would even do I, it in oh. Seattle. He'd be like, "Let Russ cook." That's what that's what everyone would say. Let Russ cook. You you see no seasoning on this food. It's dry. It's undercooked. It's just it, there's no there's no flavor to it. There's no taste. It's I, I don't know. I've, I've like, and you see a lot of his former teammates celebrating his downfall. So like, what is, what does that tell you? Someone who's been in these locker rooms. Cause I can't remember a player like this being uh, like mocked by his former teammates so much. You know, my, my, my uh, workmate, man, Kyle Brett went in. Yeah, he did. Because I think Russell Wilson is one of the least authentic personalities we have in this league. I think Russell Wilson is a poser. And that doesn't mean he's a bad person. I actually think he's a good person. I think he tries to be something that he's not. And I actually feel bad that the way Kyle went in on, because I'm like, dang, what? So, so, something's going on. Well, Kyle went from being trying to be analytic about it, and then in the middle of it took a very hard left, and it got very personal very quickly. I mean, went down, he, went down, he went down personal street very fast. Yeah. Like what, uh, babe? He was in a car, babe. What street? Well, we turn on Rice Street. We're turning on Russell Street. That's what we're turning on. He turned on Russell Street and hit. It was trash day. He knocked over every recycle bin, every trash can. Boom, boom. He he ripped open the bags and then he brought raccoons with him. He was like, "Here, eat this," and then go uh, go defecate over there. He was like HOA president. That's his house. He went and uh, tinkled on his flowers. I mean, everything. He had his he had his water sprinklers going on. I did this when I was a kid, and it's terrible. I feel so bad being a, a homeowner now. When the uh, sprinkler heads are up, you go and kick them. I didn't realize how expensive that is to do that. I feel so bad that I did that. But I just have a confession. I did. I'm sorry. God, please forgive me. I used to do that when I was a kid, man. I'm I believe it. Yeah, that was uh, terrible. You don't it's think of you don't think of replacement it. prices and stuff like that when you're a kid. No, but it's terrible. Now that I'm a homeowner, I look at that and I go, God, please don't let somebody come over and, and kick my water sprinkler. Just picturing you, water. picturing you chasing some kid down the street for kicking your sprinkler. Just <laughs> I wouldn't do. I I would not do that. Do you know one? You want to know why I would not do that? Because it'd be because I, all over the internet. Oh, you deserve it, a little karma. 
I, yes, I deserve that. But no, it would not be all over the internet. Because that would mean that that person had to live to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> no. But, I got yeah. great I wouldn't do that. They, they wouldn't do that. No, 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 no. Yeah. But I do. I do. I was thinking that the other day. I was doing some y'all work the other day, and I was like, man, that was a terrible individual, man. That sucked. And it was one that one neighborhood, one house. I'm not lying. I probably did it about seven or eight times. Like I hit, I hit it the first time. They did the replacement a couple weeks later. Hit the replacement. Hit the replacement. Replacement. Hit the replacement. 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 You're like, ooh, new one. Yeah, let's go. (laughs) No, it wasn't even new one. It was just like it became like it was like ooh tree sprinkler. The armchair section, fantasy versus reality. Gabriel Davis, three catches, six targets, 171 yards, two touchdowns. Okay, the reality is no one saw that coming. Fantasy, did you see that coming? If you did, did you have that guy in your lineup? So I didn't see that specific game coming. But going going into this season – yeah, of course. Yeah, we, we tell the truth here. Um, coming into this season, especially after the playoff run he just had. Yeah. And even towards the latter half of last season, there was a yeah. stretch where it was like, if Gabe Davis is playing, Josh Allen will find him for a touchdown. That Absolutely. has become part of, even without Dayball there. You, you dancing around the question. Did I don't have him on my team, no. I, oh, I, oh <laughs> all, of, all of that banter, and you do not – who, who is your starting wide receivers? So I've got Justin Jefferson. Oh, smart. Yeah, had him his whole career. Uh, I've got C.D. Lamb. I've had him his whole career. I've oh, got, you've been disappointed. That's what that you've been uh, up and down. I'm sorry, up and down. Up and down week to week, but still a thousand yards every every year. I'd like to see some more touchdowns, but that's neither here nor there. Um, I've got D.K. Your boy. Um, <laughs> and I like DK. I just don't. I don't think. Well, let's just jump down to DK. DK Metcalf, but yet the guy who had who 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 really really showed out was Tyler Lockett. Mm-hmm. What do you see the value of DK? Do you think DK is 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 a better value than Tyler Lockett? If so, why? So I don't think he's a better value, especially this year. This year, for whatever reason, well, I know the reason. People didn't believe in Geno Smith. But what was interesting to me, DK's uh, ADP, his average draft position, didn't fall that much. Lockett's dropped through the floor. Um, and for someone who's <laughs> for someone who's been as consistent a receiver as there's oh, been. No, no. Don't use the consistent, use the R word, reliable. Reliable. Old reliable Tyler Lockett. He's, I mean, I don't even, I, the reason I don't like reliable, it makes him seem oh, like he's okay. Like when I hear reliable, it's like he's just okay. But like he's better than that. He's he's a top tier receiver in my eyes. No, I, I say, oh, here's why I say reliable. Would you rather would you rather put Tyler Lockett in a reliable category or Jerry Judy in a reliable category? Oh, Judy hasn't been reliable yet. Okay, thank you. 
I think Jerry Judy is a what somebody told me a jag, just a guy. Oh, I disagree with that too. I think he's better than that. Better than what? Just a guy. Oh, okay. I well, because like coming out of out, like I watched Judy a lot. I, like I was enamored with him as a prospect, and his route, like his route running, is too crisp in my eyes. Obviously, you may disagree, but in my eyes, his route running, his footwork is too like now his hands, his hands need some work, but. Is route running is is was too polished at a, such a young age to be just a guy in my eyes. His his route running was polished in college versus versus who? The SEC. No college kid. <laughs> For sure. I I think he I I watching his game even more. I think he relies way too much on his speed. He he almost to me after the catch he he seems to run a little uh, hesitant. Okay. Um, he looks for the sideline a lot. Um, even times when he catches the ball a little bit, he catches it. He uses his hands, but he catches it almost like he's surprised that he caught it. Like he doesn't close his eyes, but there's a few passes like against the Vegas, against the uh, Las Vegas Raiders, that pass he caught. Mm-hmm. It was a great pass. But if you look, he kind of like, I'm just going to, uh, I guess I'll try. Just didn't seem, he doesn't, he just seems like a guy to me. He's not a Tyler Lockett where he's reliable. I where agree he with that. All in between traffic. He, he doesn't like what I love about Tyler is Tyler has great body control. He catches the ball. Well, and he's a Houdini. He will come up with the ball at times where you go, wow. Jerry Judy does that sometimes, but then he does some other things that you go, what are we doing? And if he was a second or third or fourth round pick, I don't think it would be a big deal. For sure. But because he was such a highly coveted receiver, you expect him to have the C.D. Lamb impact, and he just has not. Yeah. And so because he just has not, and the word you used was SCC. That you that you usually says SCC is what? Cream, cream of the crop? Mm-hmm. Where is he at statistically? Not the cream of the crop. He's at the bottom of the hoop. You think he's bottom of the barrel? I'm, I asked you. I, I, <laughs> where, 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 is he, where is he? Oh, yeah, no, I mean, he's certainly – he's not a must start by any means. Okay. Uh, and he's not wide receiver one on his own team. That's still been – it's been Cortland Sutton as long Cortland. as he's been – right, it, it's for as long as they've been both in the league. I, I said it. I think – I think they are forcefully having to put him at number two because of the injury sustained by Tim Patrick. Interesting. So you think he'd be wide receiver three if Patrick were healthy? Patrick hadn't dropped a pass in two years, bro. Did yeah. you know that? Not off the top of my head, no. Yeah. Wasn't a highly coveted guy. Do you know a school Tim Patrick went to? I'm going to say Utah because you, you asked like that. Yeah. <laughs> and did not see the production out of Tim Patrick the same way I didn't see the production out of Cortland Sutton. 
Corden Sutton was a big body uh, jump ball, 50-50 ball guy. Corlin can run some routes, man, yeah. for a big guy. Oh, he can run some routes. How hard is that for, like, say you're, say you're a wide receiver scout for a team. How hard is it to project what a guy might be able to do when a college offense might not ask him to do certain things? I think that's I, – I really believe that's the – that is why there are so many misses with receivers and quarterbacks. Mm. Because you just don't know. You you, you got to look at um, – remember Corey Coleman? Oh, yeah. Receiver from Baylor, mm-hmm. right? There are some stories that he was not required to uh, retain a whole playbook. He was not required at a young age. Well, we're throwing over here so you don't even actually have to move. I, I didn't. I didn't start doing that till I was a veteran. Where man, it's a toss to the right. I didn't have to really move because my corner didn't want to be blocked by me. I didn't want to. You know, I. Hey, you you really want to make this tackle? <laughs> so we we had this understanding, but that's a veteran, right? And you're in college, and you don't have to move on a pass play. I'm describing a run play, a pass play. Man, I just that that's unheard of. And you see now guys, the Baylor receivers, Baylor receivers in the old regime have not really fared out long term. And, 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 and it's just, I think that does have to do with sometimes how the college, how the college game is going. Right. So staying in the receivers, one of the receivers that I really love that, you know, that has that Tyler Lockett impact, but also he's just advanced his game. Wide receiver Mike Williams out, out of Clemson was down here, down the street. He struggled, saw his pro day, struggled to catch the ball cleanly, consistently. And I was going back. What game is this that we have the uh, highlight of? The uh, It was Kansas City Chiefs versus Los – were they the San Diego Chargers? They would have had to have oh, been, yeah. yeah. And this this is a pass. They run a rub route in the end zone, game winning catch. I want you to see this shot of how Mike Williams. He's down at the bottom. Mike Williams catches the ball. This caught my eyes. The <laughs> way he catches the ball like this. Now I'm not. I'm. I'm just pointing out how he catches the ball to emphasize really how much. Mike Williams has he was such a gifted athlete, obviously so much bigger than the corners, and yet how much he has improved and has become a complete receiver and catches the ball so clean, so neat, so fresh. It's been it's been really cool to watch Mike Williams become one of the premier wide receivers in the game. And just understanding you're not all just because you went to a big time school doesn't mean you're always going to have big time results, but the big time results are also based on what guys do in their off season and working on their craft. Debo Samuels, there's a DJ Moore. There's a ton of guys, Tyler Lockett. I think I, I still believe if DK would work some on his, some of his, other routes, I think he would add a little bit more to his game. 
I just think I, I think that DK struggles in some areas because he's just so big and burly. And yes, his body doesn't move like it like like most guys. But I just think sometimes you can really remove DK Metcalf because of his limited route tree. But Tyler doesn't have a limited route tree. No. He understands no. how to play this game. Do you see – do you think it's hard for someone who is as big and strong and fast as DK to go, I don't even need to do that? Like every every athlete is different in the sense where it's like, yeah, Tyler Lockett. I think every athlete is different. I don't know DK, so I'm not going to sit here and for say sure. uh, that he doesn't work on his craft. I, You know, uh, I mean, I'm looking at him. He looks like he works out, right? I think he, <laughs> well, I would hope so. <laughs> I, I mean, if you just wake up like that, I need I need that, right? Oh, I, I'm going to sue. I don't know who I'm going <laughs> to sue. But if, 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 if that's what I mean, I, I'll have to figure that out. But if if, <laughs> if that's just uh, an option and I have to wake up and look like this every day, I'm furious. <laughs> furious. Who are you furious with? Uh, that's what I mean. I, I got to find out. I got to find the culprit. <laughs> you got to blame. You got to blame somebody. Huh? Somebody. Listen, hey, if <laughs> somebody go catch these comments, huh? if, if some people are just waking up looking like that specifically, and this is what I get, yeah, someone's getting a talking to. I'm talking to a manager. Um, I'm I'm writing letters. We we're, we're getting to the bottom of this. Oh, uh, huh. You protested, huh? So you yeah, um, I got the picket sign. I'm out. I'm chaining myself to to the property. Yeah. <laughs> to which property? Muscle milk. <laughs> Whom? Whoever it needs to until I get some answers. Yeah. You gonna start a GoFundMe page? <laughs> <laughs> to buy what? Yeah. what I'm not buying, listen, I'm not trying to buy anything. I just, I just need oh, answers. God. I'm just looking for answers. That's it. Uh, you go, your GoFundMe page is the research. How does DK get what I don't have? Yeah, huh? what, what's this? What's going on here? This is, this is I want a refund. Hey, you go. Uh, DK takes his shirt off. You take your shirt off, and everybody goes, "What are those?" Yeah, people are. <laughs> People are just depressed. People, it starts raining. Clouds come out. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my gosh. That's pretty good, bro. That's, he said, I'm, I'm, I'm complaining. Yeah. I'm I can't. It makes me sick. <laughs> I'm mad. Huh? Yeah. You say, I, well, you got here free. I want my money back. Yeah. <laughs> listen, I need some. I'm leaving with, like Denzel. I'm leaving with something. I'm leaving <laughs> Oh my gosh, we are off the rails, but that is hilarious. Oh, but right. you wanted to talk. Uh, there was one guy you wanted to talk about. That's Brees Hall, running back, yes. Jets, first running back taken in this draft. Um, I like. I watched his film. He ran hard. Yeah, yeah. I also, but I also like the one-two punch they have with Carter too. Michael Carter, he's a, Michael Carter the second, right? Yeah, he's he's down uh play to Chapel Hill. Oh yeah, that's what I was gonna say. He's been uh a tandem running back his whole career. He played with Javante Williams, who we talked about before, just got banged up. Now he's with Brees Hall. I can't think of anyone I've seen in recent history who uh, maybe Tony Pollard, a guy who could 
seems to be able to carry the load on himself or with him yeah. uh, by himself and is doesn't seem to complain takes his character because yeah. he was a second round pick last year too you know what i mean like he's high pedigree guy really talented catch the ball Smart. out of the backfield hits the yeah. hole and he doesn't he's like yeah listen i'll take my carries I'll I'll take my passes where I get them, and and I I don't need to necessarily be the star I'm star in my own right. So I, the guys like that always always stick out to me. I like him. I really do. I think he's a fantastic player. The Jets are one of these teams where, as soon as you start to think that they're getting somewhere, they're gonna at some point do something that you just go, nope, right. They're just going to do something that you're just like they great opportunity, great opportunity. Play the Green Bay Packers this weekend. You think they get the dub? If the Packers had just lost or had just beat the Giants, I might say yes. I don't think they're losing to both New York teams back to back weeks. I, I, here's, I agree with you. And I'll double down be, and say I, the reason I agree with you, I don't think the Jets offensive mindset is as it as advanced as Brian Dayball and his experience is Brian Dayball right now. Yeah. I don't. Dayball's another guy who's just making it look not too complicated. He's like, listen, we have Saquon Barkley. Give him the ball. Simple. We're not going to make Daniel Jones try and be Mahomes. Like, you're Daniel Jones, be Daniel Jones. And it's working. It is. All right, so let's – let's. Well, real so quick, one, one point I want to yeah. make on the Jets. Yes. For the past couple of years, it's been – if you wanted to look like the smart sports commentator, you'd bring up Quentin Nelson when talking about the Colts' success. Quentin Nelson, really good player, high draft pick help transform that line up until this season. The oh, guy he, he, he got his lunch he got his lunch taken this weekend. That's what I mean. Uh, yeah. So uh, oh my goodness gracious. The guy that's going to become that next Quentin Nelson, not necessarily in terms of play, although that too, but in terms of I'm going to mention him to make it meet myself look like a smarter sports analyst than I may actually be, Elijah Vera Tucker for the New York oh. football Jets. He was taken 14th last year, right before the Patriots. Patriots were going to take him over Mac Jones. People forget that. So the Jets had to trade up to 14 to take him. And in year two, they've had two different quarterbacks. They've had wide receivers going in and out. They've got the rookie running back, second year running back. They Mackay Becton went down before the season went uh, before the season started. I I, I don't think Mackay is going to make it. No. I don't. I just. I don't know why. I just got a feeling. I don't. I, I. I don't know why. It just. He. Whether it's his weight, whether it's the injuries, I. I just. It just. I hope he does, but I'm. Just, I just don't see it. I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he. May, some people are just simply too big. You know what I mean? Like he's. A, he's a mountain. Never had that problem. <laughs> Trust me, it's not fun. <laughs> um, but Elijah Vera Tucker. And this is something I've seen a lot of Jets fans point to. He seems to be the rock. They're already putting him. They're fitting him for Canton already. Um, that yeah, seems a little. Like, because like, uh, Mike Mike Robb said that on Thursday night. He was like, man, he's a potential Hall of Famer, Quentin Nelson. And I'm not saying that he's not a, a, a outstanding lineman. I was just, like, very surprised 
that he said that. Um, I, I I don't know. I, I'm just interested in knowing, and I guess maybe because I'm up for it or hitting that, hitting that, that I'm starting to see now we're talking about players as they're playing less than 10 years in already starting to say, man, he's, he's, He's Hall of Fame caliber. Fifth year? I'm, 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 really, I'm really starting to notice that. It's, it's, it's been really interesting. People like, to, people like to crown players and then tear them down. Oh, yeah. We know that. Yeah. So that's part of it. You know what I mean? Mahomes loses a game. We get to tear him down, even though we've already anointed him as, as the next, the second coming. And pretty darn good i, I agree but it's even like you see it coming into this year it's like mahomes is still there everyone puts josh allen on the pedestal and it's not to say josh allen isn't deserving yeah, but because i i think we've just gotten accustomed to mahomes being Mahomes, right it's almost like his success is a it, it, success is a problem for for the audience mm-hmm. like watch all oh, that's that's just patrick dropping dying <laughs> he does that all the time <laughs> Right. And there's people like in, you know, Mac Jones in New England where they 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 wish they had a they wish their quarterback consistently just dropped down. Strong agree. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Let's go with. uh, So let's go with the games for week six. Uh, What's 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 your bronze for week six? So my bronze is actually Jets at Packers because it's this is the latest end of the season the Jets have been this competent in my adult life um, on both sides of the ball. So I'm, and it's like, can the Packers bounce back They're They're supposed to be better than they've been. They almost lost to the Patriots last week. They did lose to the giants this week. Can they beat the, the Jets at home? Like they should. And for underdog shout out underdog, as always, Brees Hall, higher, lower 75.5 yards this week. What do you think? Do you think he continues it or do you think the Packers try and eliminate him? For the Packers to win, they must eliminate the run game. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to try really hard. I'm not necessarily sure that they can. So you lean higher. Right. Yeah, I lean. Uh, how, how many yards? 75 and a half. Uh, yeah, I think he'll, I think he'll get, I, I, I think he'll get over 75 and a half. Oh, and that's his, because they, that's his total yards too. So that's receiving and rushing. Oh no, yeah, he'll blow that out of the water. <laughs> <laughs> All he has to do is get seventy six, and he blows that out of the water, right? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. yeah. All right. Shout out um, YC with the text. <laughs> okay, my bronze is staying in New York, Baltimore, and the G Man. This is my silver. Because Wing Martindale, defense coordinator, going against his predecessor, used to be on the coaching staff with McDonald, Mike McDonald, and Mike has switched that team, that secondary, because they cannot run zone, they cannot run man coverage. Switch it to zone coverage. Marcus Peters is 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 doing well because he gets to really sit, put his back towards the sideline and key. Uh, you know, key all the all the keys that he needs to to see all the tips, and that's where he plays well. He's a gambler. Um, Marlon Humphrey's been a monster this year too. He has Marlon Humphreys. I don't believe that the Giants have enough offensively to compete 
But I, I am interested to see how the Baltimore Ravens O-line blocks because they have struggled at times. Ronnie Stanley's getting back, but he's not 100%. Um, so I, I, I'll just be interested to see um, with the inside information of Wink Martindale being in Baltimore all those years, knowing what Lamar Jackson can't do. But just because you know you can't do it doesn't mean what he can't do or you know some of the areas that he struggles in, that doesn't mean that you can coach yourself into a win because the coaches play on the sideline, the players playing the game, of Lamar Jackson is the cheat code, right? He's just you, – you can, you can have the angle, and Lamar Jackson will outrun that angle. So I, 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 I will be – I'll be – I think Baltimore gets to win. I don't think it's going to be a blowout. Okay. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that game. This is – this is the most I've been interested in, in Giants, Jets football in quite in, some time. In years. Yeah, at least. Yeah, or at least five, last five years. Last five yeah. years. Um, silver for me, and the reason I say I have a silver is because the very thing that we're talking about. We're talking about Josh Allen, but status quo with Patrick Mahomes, Mr. Dime Dropper. Mm-hmm. This is my gold. Wow. Is my silver because I don't think you can look at this game no matter who no matter who wins. I would think you look at this game and say and say whoever wins this game is going to be the AFC champ and go on to the Super Bowl. I think they still have more football to play, and I think also what the way we the way we saw Buffalo lose to Miami. But yet, how Kansas City struggled a little bit with the Las Vegas Raiders, like both of these teams, they at times play down to their opponents. Mm-hmm. Like Josh, Josh Allen goes out there and balls out last week, and then comes and but yet they go out and have almost someone's a receiver's hat. Uh, Half of a season worth of, of yards, total yards, run all these plays, and they go out there and then they, they, they come out there and do some do some things that they shouldn't be doing. So I, that's why this game is a silver for me. I think it will be fireworks. But until it's the AFC championship game, it ain't 4th of July for me. Yeah, and I, yeah. I get that. And people will make it out to be – a much bigger deal than it probably should be. Um, but it's it's like why I was picking Mahomes Brady a few weeks ago. Like Mahomes Allen, this is this is what it's all about. And if if there's if, if the rest of the league is gonna just struggle so severely to look like they even practice offense when two of the best are going head to head, I'll be there. I'll be there, no questions asked. All right. What's your goal? Oh yeah, that, this, oh that's my gold. Oh yeah. What's your silver? Uh, Ravens Giants. Okay, my gold. Dallas Philly. Yeah. All of a sudden, Cooper Rush is playing well. No risk it, no biscuit. He's getting all the honey, all the gravy on the biscuit. Mm-hmm. Playing well, offenses firing all all cylinders, and all of a sudden, Dak Prescott. 
is 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 all of a sudden now his he, he's representing himself as a medical staff and he's day to day now. <laughs> that brother could that brother couldn't hold a coffee cup all of a sudden now. Hey, I'm day to day. I'm good. Yeah, I'm feeling I'm feeling good. You know, yeah, I've been feeling a lot better recently. Yeah, and it's gone, <laughs> man. And why this also? So you have the Cooper Rush thing, but then also. The Philadelphia Eagles, right? They 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 struggle a little bit against Arizona, right? I want to see how do they match up. Does Slay does Slay follow C.D. Lamb? Um, Anthony Brown has been playing really good. Are the are the Philadelphia Eagles gonna utilize? Diggs is risk it. Um, uh, he looks at formations. He analyzes. He's a calculated risk taker. Do the Philadelphia Eagles utilize the information that even at times the Rams did is they exposed Diggs to being susceptible to big plays because you know Diggs is going to make his play, but he's also going to give up plays too. Yeah, I feel like yeah. I feel like the calculated is almost new this year. Like he was just a risk taker before. It feels more dialed back this year for Diggs. Well, he has to because I think people are I think people are really challenging. You know, are you really calculated? Or are you reckless? Right. So that that's why that's my goal. So that game, I, that that game didn't meddle for me because. I've seen NFC e- NFC East games get prime time every week, every this year. Is different. I think I, this is different. I'll believe it when I like next week. I'll be glad to give it a gold if it is the gold after the fact. Going All into right. it, I've just been burned by like I, if well, I can well, see okay, this being a blowout. So let's let's go ahead and and, and put something on it there. Okay. Yeah, put something, on it, put something on it. Me not gambling. I'm not a gambler. <laughs> Just a friendly display of I was wrong. Oh, yeah. If this game turns out to be the game that Sunday night football is expecting, I want to see you eat some humble pie. On no Tuesday. problem. Yeah. I've got no problem. Get you a hostess. Get, you a hostess. get, get whatever flavor that you, you prefer. <laughs> huh? You don't look like an apricot guy. I know. No. I'm an apple, big apple guy. Apple. Yeah. Oh yeah. You look like you put uh um, you look like you put uh marmalade on your toast. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I. Those are the vibes I give off. Big marmalade guy. Yeah. I'm just Winnie the Pooh in my kitchen. I just just shirt, no pants, just <laughs> scooping it on, lathering it on. <laughs> um. One thing oh, I am interested to see. You had preserves on top. <laughs> yeah, I've got a whole jar, uh, a whole pantry full of preserves. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, continue. Well, I was going to say like- this. This feels like the best. <laughs> this feels like the best defense. Like Dallas's defense, he like has been incredible this year. Yes, they have. Yeah. This feels like the biggest test for Philly, and like we just said, they 
they, they didn't go crazy against Arizona last week. No. So either they're going to come in more focused. So Jalen Hurts right now, his higher lower is 305, 300.5 total yards. Yeah, I might go lower there. I, I would say I, I see him hitting 275, 280. Mm-hmm. They got to take the ball out of his hands and, and, and play keep away a little bit, run Miles Sanders, e- e- even run some other guys, make sure that they could play keep away football and keep Cooper Rush on the sideline, right? Wear this defense down. I tell you, one person who is not getting a lot of credit in this defense right now, I think he's wearing, I think he's wearing 52, but I think it's 42, Anthony Barr is playing really good. He's getting the guys lined up at middle linebacker. He's playing like the Anthony Barr of UCLA and with the Minnesota Vikings yeah. that we that we've getting we've gotten to know. Um you know his he he had his injuries. He's been out of football a little bit and he he's come back it looks like he's come back well rested and renewed and really playing high level football. Well Hey, great show, Coley. I'm Steve Smith Sr. This is Cut To It, and you are? Coley Mick. All right. Until next time, folks. Appreciate it.